Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we dive deeper into the upcoming Sunday's Gospel readings and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Hello, welcome to our podcast. Um, I would like to welcome especially Jamie, our Shrine and Faith Coordinator, who is with me today. And I would like to welcome Father Greg, our parish priest. So welcome everyone. And let's just dive straight into this week's gospel. The Holy Gospel according to John. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel for this Sunday presents a powerful message of comfort and hope to believers. In this passage, Jesus assures his disciples that he is going to prepare a place for them in heaven, and that they can trust him to be with them always. This message of assurance and faith is particularly relevant in today's world, where many people are struggling with fear and uncertainty. In this passage, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. This message is a call to trust in Jesus, even when circumstances may seem uncertain or difficult. As Pope John Paul II notes in his book, Crossing the Threshold of Hope, trust in Christ is a genuine response to the love with which God has loved us. By putting our trust in Jesus, we are acknowledging the love that God has for us and accepting his guidance and protection. Jesus goes on to say, In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. 
if they were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? This message is a reminder that our ultimate home is in heaven, where we will be united with God forever. As St. John Paul II writes, the longing for life, that is truly life, which is characteristic of the human heart, finds its fulfillment only in God. By keeping our eyes fixed on heaven, we can find comfort and peace in the midst of the trials of this life. Jesus also says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This message is a call to follow Jesus as the way to eternal life. As St. John Paul II writes, Jesus is the one mediator between God and man, and there is no other. By following Jesus, we are following the path that leads to eternal life with God. Finally, Jesus says, Amen, Amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than this. This message is a call to action, to live out our faith in the world and to do good works in Jesus' name. As St. John Paul II writes, Faith in Christ demands that we live in such a way that the world may believe in Him. By doing good works in Jesus' name, we can help to spread this message of love and hope to the world. In conclusion, the Gospel of John for this Sunday offers a powerful message of comfort, hope and faith to believers. By trusting in Jesus, keeping our eyes fixed on heaven, following Him as the way to eternal life and doing good works in His name, we can find meaning and purpose in our lives and help to spread His message to others. As St. John Paul II writes, Christ is the way, the truth and the life. Let us follow Him with confidence and courage. Wow, what a rich gospel we have this week. And there's so much to dive into, so much that we can unpack. But something that I noticed when I was reading the gospel this week and listening to you speak was especially what St. Thomas asked when he asked Jesus, how will we know the way? And I think for a lot of us, we can relate to that in asking, you know, how will we know the way to heaven? How will we know the right decision to make? How will we know what the right thing to do is or How do we know the best way to love God in our lives? And I think like St. Thomas, sometimes we can make faith really complicated. And I love what Jesus says back to him because he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I think we hear that a lot in the church that Jesus says, you know, I am the way, the truth and the life. But what does that actually mean for us as Christians? Jesus isn't giving us this really complicated answer to that question. Rather, he's saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I think where we can make faith really complicated, Jesus makes it really simple when he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. And so therefore, I think we really have to ask ourselves if 
Jesus is really at the center of our faith? Are we going and receiving him in the Eucharist every week? Are we talking to him? Are we trusting him? And are we not only praying, but are we listening to him in prayer, listening to his voice, listening to the gospel and really taking that and learning to trust Jesus the way that the disciples had to learn how to trust in this week's gospel. I think something as well that I was really thinking about while you were speaking is something that's come up a lot, I think, the last few weeks. And this is the doubt that the disciples have, not only before the resurrection, but after the resurrection. You know, Philip says to Jesus, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And I think I know I can relate to that where we're always asking God for another sign. He shows up for us so much in our lives and, you know, we still ask, but God, just give me this one thing and then I'll I'll trust you or answer this prayer or give me this sign and then I will trust in you. We're always asking God for another sign like Philip is instead of actually listening to the word of God that's right in front of us. Philip had Jesus right in front of him telling him the answer. And yet he was still just looking for another sign. And I don't know about you, but I can definitely relate to that. And something that I've really been praying about over the last few weeks of Easter is understanding that if Jesus never answered another one of my prayers for the rest of my life, that everything he has done for me is still enough. You know, if Jesus never makes something clear to me again, or I pray a prayer for the next 10 years and it's never granted that, The fact that Jesus died for my sins and resurrected from the dead to bring me to be with him, to break that that barrier between me and God, that that is enough. And I think when we live from this place of knowing that that is enough for us, then just like the disciples, we can live with the trust in who Jesus is and who he claims to be. Because as Christians, we know that it's not just a claim, but it is the truth. Like Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And during this time of Easter, it's so important that we reflect on that and what that actually means for us as Christians. And finally, I think Jesus also makes an incredible statement in today's gospel when he says, you who believe in me will do the works I do and do greater than these. So when we think about that, Jesus is saying that those who have faith will do the works he did. And obviously Jesus did some pretty incredible things during his time on earth. So what does that say about the gifts of the Holy Spirit we are entrusted with? That Jesus is saying here that through his name, we too will be able to perform miracles. And I think that's something that doesn't get brought up enough in our faith is that Jesus doesn't say that, you know, okay, I've done all these incredible things and see you later. I've I've done my thing and now it's up to you. But instead he He says that through his name, through the Holy Spirit that he is entrusting to the disciples, that they will do greater things than even he. And I think the fact that we're sitting in Australia over 2000 years after the disciples were entrusted with the mission of Jesus of spreading the gospel can attest to the fact that they had did incredible things with the faith of Christ. And so I really want to encourage everyone to really think about that this week. I think understanding that not only does Jesus ask you to trust him and know that he is the way, the truth and the life, but also that he is asking to trust you, to trust that you will continue to serve and to 
to perform these miracles. And I think often when we hear miracle, we think of all the things that that Jesus does and all the amazing things that some of the saints have done throughout the ages. But I think when we look at what a miracle actually is, there's so many beautiful things that happen every day. You know, when someone that you never thought would ever ask you about Jesus asks you a question about him or when you are really, really worried about a situation or um, about a friend and then everything gets resolved or I think just the really simple things in life sometimes are the biggest miracles. I think that like the disciples, we can doubt is Jesus who he says he is? Is he the way, the truth and the life? And yet, like the disciples, we have been entrusted to pass on that message, to pass on that truth and that freedom to other people in our lives today. And so it's so important that we not only know know Jesus ourselves, but we also are able to trust in who he is and who he says he is and know that even if we're not confident in in who we are maybe or we're not confident in our faith always Jesus is confident in who he says he is he knows who he is he knows that he is the savior of the world and he wants to work through you it's just a question of whether or not you're going to allow him to do so Oh, thank you so much. That was really also very uh, powerful uh, kind of reflection. Uh, but I think uh, when we look at this gospel from this Sunday, I, I think that's the most popular gospel uh, I ever uh, read in my uh, priestly ministry because it's always uh, chosen by many families for funerals. And uh, many, many times when, when I read this gospel at the funeral, I am reminded that there are many rooms in my father's house with so this assurance and hope uh, for, for us all who believe in God. And I think that the Gospel of John uh, is the, for the verse 14. Uh, the Gospel of John, uh, uh, chapter 14, verse from 1 to 12, is often used at funerals because it offers comfort and hope to the grieving. The passage begins with Jesus telling his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This statement assures mourners that even in the midst of loss and sadness, there is a source of strength and comfort in their faith. The passage also contains the famous line, In my father's house there are many rooms. If, if it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. This imagery of the loving God who prepares a place for us in the afterlife is a powerful source of comfort for those who are mourning the loss of the loved one. Furthermore, in this passage, also Jesus goes on to say that he is the way, the truth and the life, that no one comes to the Father expect through me. This statement can provide a sense of reassurance to those who are grieving, reminding them that their loved one is now in the presence of God. So overall, the Gospel of John, which we have on this Sunday, offers a message of hope, comfort and resurrection to those who are mourning, making it a fitting passage to read at the funeral. And I think that to conclude our uh, reflection today, I think it's good to actually uh, reflect on a few things which we all can apply from the teaching of this gospel and Jesus' words to our daily lives. 
So first, which I, what I see is the trust in God. Jesus encourages his disciples to trust in God and him. In our daily lives, we can apply this by placing our trust in God and relying on him for guidance, strength and provision. So the second way, which is very much connected to the first, is believe in Jesus. Jesus declared that he is the way, the truth and the life and that no one comes to the Father except through him. This means we must believe in Jesus as our Lord and Saviour and follow his teachings if we want to have eternal life. In our daily lives, we can apply this by seeking to live according to Jesus' teachings and by sharing his message of love and salvation with others. Other one which I see is uh, obey Jesus' commandments. Jesus tells his disciples that if they love him, they will keep his commandments. This means that we must strive to obey Jesus' teachings and follow his example in our daily lives. In doing so, we show our love and devotion to him and honor his sacrifice on the cross. And number four is ask for the Holy Spirit's help. Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit to his disciples to help and guide them. In our daily lives, we can apply this by asking for the Holy Spirit's help and guidance as we face our own challenges and make decisions. And the last, I think, is very important, is to bear fruit. Jesus tells his disciples that whoever believes in him will do the works he has been doing, and even greater works. This means that we are called to bear fruit and make a positive impact on the world by loving and serving others and by sharing the message of God's love and salvation. So as we see, there is uh, five different uh, ways that we can apply uh, Jesus' teaching from today's gospel into our lives. By doing so, we can experience the joy, peace and fulfillment that come from following Jesus and living a life of faith and discipleship, especially in this discipleship here in our parish. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you with grateful hearts, for you have given us the gift of eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his promise that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. You are in an amazement of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, taking the punishment for our sins so that we may have eternal life with you. We thank you for the hope that this promise gives us, that we can have confidence in our salvation and life with assurance that we will be with you forever. Help us to hold on to this promise and to trust in your love and grace each day. Help us to live in a way that reflects our gratitude for the gift of eternal life and to share this hope with others so that they too may know the joy of salvation through Jesus Christ. We ask all these things in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you everyone so much for joining us and yeah, happy Easter as we continue our Easter season and forward to being with you next week. <laughs>